Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of the Remarkable Results Radio's Town Hall Academy. You know, we're talking ASE and you. You're in for a treat when ASE's Mike Colley shares a beta idea that they're working on that so many in the industry are asking for. Here's a taste. We've heard the technicians. We've learned that this is what their hot button is. So we're working on that to give them that answer. So, okay, I flunked this question, and here's why I flunked it. So mm-hmm. we're giving them that because that's what they're looking for. That's going to keep them uh, you know, tied to ASE. Yes, that's a, that's a great thing. They've been complaining about that forever. So yay, ASE. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, Carm Capriato here, and I've been wanting to have an ASE update before 2018 ended, and I just didn't want it to be a discussion about the status quo, but about how we become part of the value ASE brings to our industry. So we titled this episode, ASE, the Industry Credential and You, with the emphasis on you. Now, I want to thank the supporters of the Town Hall Academy, Jasper Engines and Repair Pail. Here's another reason to choose Jasper. It's their commitment to continuous improvement. Their investment in research and development, product updates, and remanufacturing processes means Jasper provides the perfect product. Go to jasperengines.com. Hey, when it comes to repair pail, did you know 2,200 shops and growing get an average of 8 to 12 new customer calls from repair pail every month? Well, there's no long-term contracts and referrals from partners like CarMax and USAA add even more value. Go to repairpail.com slash shops. Yeah, I'm handing out some podcast swag during November 2018. Go to this special web address, remarkableresults.biz slash swag, and enter the special password. Hey, I've stacked the photos page with a bunch of new pics from Apex 2018. I also released a new blog, updated the events page, and created a new page to watch archived CarmCasts. Always a great resource for your aftermarket engagement and knowledge base. Go to RemarkableResults.biz and have a blast. Okay, now let's talk ASE. It is time to best understand your role in bringing the value of ASE to your technician, your customer, and the industry. It's time we, I mean you, stepped to the plate and used ASE for what it does for you. ASE promotes excellence in vehicle repair, and ASE provides you the certifications in over 40 specific industry segments, each designed to discern the automotive service technician's knowledge of job-related skills. Now, since ASE is a non-for-profit, it is not their role to promote your people's certifications. They do want to do more, but it's your role to promote your technician's credentials in all your marketing and on uniforms and inside your shop. ASE must become an ingrained part of your training program and used as an assessment to that means. We had some candid dialogue with some great input from the webinar Zoom chat stream. We also learned of some long-awaited improvements to the ASE program from Mike Colley, the Senior Vice President at National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence, ASE, and you'll be happy to hear about them. Also with us is Jeff Walker, President of Walker's Automotive Service of Pleasantville, New Jersey, a current ASE board member and ASE past chairman. Also, Amy Matnat is here, President of Autocraftsman Montpelier, Vermont, who shares a bunch of ideas on how to market and ingrain ASE into your business culture. 
Find my guest bios, the episodes, talking points, and links to their previous episodes at remarkableresults.biz slash A094. Now find links to Amy's radio spots that she talked about and her 25 tips on branding your shop with your ASE certifications. It's all there on the website. Now listen to this wise, long-form audio interview that just may make a radical change in how you value ASE. Hey, your learning curve never sounded this good. Amy, uh, you're big on the impact that ASE has inside your business, with your customers, with your team. Give us, give us your passion for why ASE needs to be front and center in almost all transactions and is part of your culture. I really feel that my my kind of like my philosophy of auto repair is that the shop is a car hospital. And we have folks come in, you know, the 911s where their car is broken, it comes on the hook, it's got smoke coming out of it, they're freaking out. Then we have annual exams, we've got, we've got to, you know, hook them up to uh, different machines to test them. And the technicians and mechanics in the back are my car doctors. And for some, I think, odd reason, we are not licensed, which is nuts because we keep the roads safe. So ASE is it. Those are our doctor credentials. And so why wouldn't you utilize them? And I feel like it's a win-win on many fronts. Number one, it because all of my technicians are ASE certified master technicians and two of them have their L1 certifications. Um, my service advisor is also certified, which then makes my shop an ASC Blue Seal shop. These doctor credentials, because I have them front and center on my building, on my website, um, in all of my marketing, and in the way we talk to our customers, differentiates our shop from any other shop in my area. It makes us stand out, and it also shows we really, really care about our industry being the best and taking it to that next level. So it's a great thing for the customers. Now... I'm the first to admit that ASE has not done a fabulous job marketing these credentials to the general public. And I've talked to them extensively about it, and I get where they're coming from because really their job is to put together the testing and to give the credentials. But they're working on it because I've grumped at them enough that um, they now have a website for consumers, ASE.com backslash drivers. And so they're putting together, they've got a whiteboard video, they've got very easy explanations made for your customers. And you can take that whiteboard and you can um, embed it in your own website. They now have a blog and you can take all of those articles and you can use them in your own blog or if you do a newsletter. There's They're starting to roll down that road of we need to provide resources for the shops to market the ASE certifications. But it's a really easy thing to market. And I'll go through a bunch of the ways that I do it later on in the program. And so if every shop out there certified their technicians, and I always say all roads lead to ASC Blue Seal and get the Blue Seal recognition, then you have a way, again, like I said before, differentiate yourself from any other shop in your area. It 
I don't know. For my shop, it's helped everybody become more of a team. Um, It's built pride in what we do, that we are the best. And I use ASC to build wages and buy-in on my technicians. And so it's all about, I will send them to the training. I will give them the study guides. They take the testing. I pay for the tests. I pay for the time that they're gone when they're doing the tests. I pay for all the training to keep them front and center. And the technicians love that. They want the training. They want to be on the cutting edge. And so if you can build that into your culture, it helps to keep your technicians because other shops don't do that. So if I even advertise that when I'm looking for a technician, which I don't have to do very often, I actually market that, you know, we're ASC certified blue seal. I send people to training all across the country. I pay for the certifications and the more certifications you have, the more money you're going to have. And it's just, again, it just ties it all together and builds that um, pride in our industry. Jeff, why, does Amy sound like she's on a ship on an island all by herself with her <laughs> attitude? Well, she she's not, Karen, because uh, I, I do the same thing. I'm an ASC Blue Seal shop. I have been since they first came out with it. Um, I've been certified since 1977, so I've believed in it since then. Uh, there is only one way to show people that you know what you're talking about, that you understand uh, how to repair cars. There's nothing else in our industry like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the plumbers, the electricians, the, the people that cut your hair, they all have to have licenses. And sometimes licenses are a good thing. Sometimes they can be a bad thing, depending on how the licensure is handled. For example, they do have that in Michigan where you have to be a licensed mechanic to work on cars. However, I don't know that that licensure is um, it's right this minute. It's not on par with ASC. ASC does not uh, present those tests to, to get that licensure. Should we do it? Uh, countrywide, uh, maybe so. There should be so- some standards, I think, that have to be met because there's a lot of uh, good shops out there and there's a lot of shops that are not as good out there. And I, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. But, Amy, by you promoting ASE, you're doing what needs to be done to inform the public, and that's what we're looking for. The shop owners really need to be out there, be the ambassadors to promote it. ASE is doing more and more in, in the social network space mm-hmm. with Facebook, uh, to, to promote it to, to the individual consumer. Um, but w- we need to get it to every shop. We need every shop owner, every uh, dealership, every mass merchandiser to buy in that ASE is what ha- has to be. That's the standard. We have to show that we know what we're doing to the customers, to the consumers, to, uh, to, to that we know, we've had, we know how to fix cars. I'm also a AAA, blues, uh, AAA shop. I'm a um, Napa Auto Care Center, and they... AAA makes sure that you can't be a AAA shop unless you have somebody certified in every area that you provide uh, to work on cars. So um, they promote ASE uh, very strongly. Uh, ASE does do a good job of trying to get it out there for us to run ads to the motoring public is um, not really what we do. That, that's, a, that's a tough thing, but we have to leverage our ambassadors like you, Amy, to get the word out there to, to the public. Uh, and then people will understand that if there's shops near you that are not ASC certified or not Blue Seal, people are going to see the difference. And maybe that'll bring those shops up. It'll elevate those people so that th- they're going to get certified. They're going to get trained and they're going to do the job right, which will ultimately uh, enhance our image. Because mm-hmm. right now our image is not where it needs to be in, 
in the industry because of what we have to do and what we have to know. There's quite a lot there. We're not the uh, grease monkey from years ago. You know, it really needs to elevate our image. And with Brian Weeks from ATC Auto Center. Hey, are your customers investing in Jasper? Absolutely. Um, and I think that uh, the biggest thing is, is in the world of automotive nowadays, uh, let's don't talk about parts and labor so much. You know, when you when you look at the mechanical side of it and look at the parts and labor side, you know, you're, you're selling cu- the customer a transmission. But what you're really doing is selling peace of mind. So it's not hard convincing customers to invest in their vehicle. Uh, we don't feel like it is. Uh, we, we haven't really had an issue with that. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, you know, in certain situations, you may have uh, somebody that doesn't necessarily see that value, but it's our responsibility to show the value that Jasper has. It's not about your transmission is going to shift through all five gears now. It's more about you can take the kids to soccer this evening without having a problem. You'll be able to make it to work tomorrow without a problem. You can go on that vacation and not have a worry. That's what it's more about. And Jasper provides that so that we can offer that to the customer. Hey, Brian, thanks for your time. Carm, thank you. Carm here, and I'm with Repair Pail certified shop owner David Johnson of DJ Auto in Provo, Utah. Hello, Carm. How'd you hear about Repair Pail? Well, I'd seen them on the internet. Of course, uh, everyone's probably seen them on the internet by now. And then I was introduced to the, the girls gave me a call and said, hey, we want you to be part of our team. And uh, they introduced me to their program. And I think that was about two years ago. We've been members ever since. David, would you recommend Repair Pal to a friend? Of course. Yeah, we have uh, several Repair Pal shops in our within a mile's range of me. And all it can do is lift our industry. It, it gets everyone on the same page. Uh, it helps us to define who we are, what we offer, and it gives the uh, the consumer the ability to be able to correlate with that, to say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's what everyone's saying. And so I'm more comfortable now pulling the trigger on something that I may not have known had much information from before and thought I could get different answers from different places. So it's, it's a place where everything comes together and it's, it, it helps our industry. Here's a reminder to get in on the November swag. Get a collector coffee mug and mouse pad. The password is learning. Go to remarkableresults.biz slash swag and grab these podcast items to use every day. The password is learning. Okay, so you said a mouthful and you basically said, hey, Amy, you're doing the right thing. We've got to promote ourselves. It goes back to this story. We've always talked about licensing and, you know, the thing going on in Michigan and all the future think and the the side discussions that are going on in our industry. People are saying, listen, well, I'm ASE. They need they need to promote. You say, no, we're going to promote it ourselves. It goes back to the old accountants. You know, they police themselves, their certifications, their credentials, the, you know, the accounting association, if you will. Do we need to look at ASE as that form uh, of of entity for us and they say hey listen you know we, we we just don't get rich off this stuff we you know creating tests it, when i can't wait for mike to get on because there's so <laughs> much that's going on i mean people i don't think really realize that there's 50 tests that ase creates and it all has to i mean there's some science behind this and they're always looking like you were saying jeff to stay at the cutting edge but it it has to be real world uh, um, test questions that are going out on out there and they're always being tested and i'm not sure the industry appreciates the work that is put in 
from ASE. You're a board member. You're a past chairman. You get it. You know it. So if we can emulate what you and Amy are doing, can we push the industry that says become certified, promote the hell out of it? Like Amy says, hi, this is my brake specialist, ASC certified technician. When she introduces anyone, Amy, I love the thought. I've got a new credential in the business. How about in my blog? How about on my website? How about how about a press release? You can't expect your association to do those things that you need to do local in your own village. Right. And I guess that's right. the point we want to push here is, you know, ASE, the industry credential and you, that's the topic, and you, not about them, but you. When you get it and you're promoted, you have to use it as a tactic and a strategic position in your business. Yeah, it's right. all about marketing. It's all, you know, it's a, it's a great tool in so many ways that shops aren't utilizing. And, you know, I get it. I, you know, cause I talk to shop owners all the time and a lot of them are like, you know, just because a technician is an ASC certified master doesn't make them a great technician. Well, you know, the same with doctors, they all go to medical school and they have all these licensings and their credentialing. It doesn't make them a great doctor. But it does, it's a bar that you can start at. And I find that the people that work for me that are ready, willing, and able to keep learning and to get their certifications make for a better employee and make for an employee that's going to have good retention. Because what I hear from everybody is that their biggest problem is finding qualified staff and having them stay. And at this point, because we have such a technician shortage in our industry, really to find good technicians, you have two choices. One, you're going to steal them from somebody else or two, you're going to grow your own, which is a whole, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. But I do think, and it's not even think, I do know from experience that bringing in the whole ASC into your culture and letting your technicians know that you're, that you're supporting them in their road to becoming a master technician and to get their L1 certification creates buy-in, creates retention on great employees. And then like Carm, like Carm had mentioned, when I take customers back, for my technicians to explain what's going on in the car because nothing to me is better, especially with a new customer is I want them to wait because I want to be able to bring them back out and start creating a relationship. And so I kind of set my, my technicians up and I'll introduce them. First of all, you've got to get all the patches. You've got to get them, you know, ASC all over your technicians. So when they get, you know, especially when they get their master patch is make sure you buy them nice clothes and you get it sewn on their sleeves. And so then when I bring them out in the shop, I'll like turn the tech and I'll say, you know, Mrs. Smith, I want to introduce you to my technician. And notice he's got his ASC certified master technician. This guy is a rocket scientist. So I'm giving you my best tech and this is his favorite car to work on. And he's going to explain to you what's going on so that we can make your car safe and reliable. And then I turn it over to the technician and nothing is more beautiful. I think than setting them up, they stand taller. They're 
being shown for the brilliant, hardworking guys that they are, guys and gals. And it just, I don't know, it sets the tone for the customer to begin to appreciate all that we have to know and all that we do. We, we do that as we, we do that as well. We have the, the technician talk to the customer. Uh, I'm still master ASE certified. So I will talk to the customers. Uh, I've been uh, quadruple master certified. Uh, so I, I talk to them. I still bring them out and talk to them technician that's actually working on the car mm-hmm. to, to give them. So they, they feel confident with the person working on their car. Uh, but as far as the, the AC certifications, I know a lot of mechanics say, well, what does it do for me? And that's where it's got to come from people like you, Amy. Uh, the business owners have to be the ones that tell the techs, like my techs when I hire them. I either grow them from uh, the ASE Education Foundation and the AS program, uh, and I've gotten quite a few that way, and it's worked very well. Or I've hired them, but I've told them one thing's the requirement, they have to become ASE certified. And I promote, I pay for it. I give them the pay when they have to go take the test. Um, but it, and it elevates them once they've passed that test and they've gotten that confidence in themselves. Uh, and I think that's a lot of why some of the, sh- uh, uh, technicians don't do it. They have the fear of failure. They know the stuff, but they don't know the test. They, they know that there's probably stuff they don't know and they're afraid to take that test. Did you just break the code, Jeff? Maybe you just broke the code. Uh, we've been talking about that in our meetings with ASE for a while. There's the fear of failure mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's, uh, I overcome that with my own techs. Uh, we help them prepare for the test. We make them understand when they walk in that door, that test center with Prometric, that they're going to be like going to the airport. They're going to be wanded. They have to take everything out of their pockets, put it in a, uh, you know, a locker, and they're going to be a little cubicle, along with a CPA who's taking a test or a nurse who's taking a test or the insurance guy who's taking a test. So it's not just the automotive technicians that's being checked for that. Everybody is but in if, a professional atmosphere. But like you said, but if we as, as owners said to our techs, you have to be AC certified to work for me. Listen, right. I'll give you a year to get on board. There's, you know, a couple of times a year you can go out and take it. What kind of help do you need? What kind of study guides do you need? It's all there. Right. It, it's, it's, a, exactly. it's, it's about commitment. Uh, yes. I, love, I love what you said, fear. And and the other thing is, if the owner doesn't value it, then the tech won't. Yeah. Right. And I always have them take the brake test first. You know, it's like, you know, I sit them down and I say, okay, close your eyes. Could you do, uh, you know, set of brakes with your eyes closed in your sleep? And they're like, yeah, of course I could. And I'm like, okay, take that test first. Take the one that you know. And, you, and then you have to, like, kind of walk them through it. You know this stuff. This is not high school. This is not American history and algebra and all this stuff that you don't care about. This is stuff that you know. You are the expert. And they, I find a lot of them really need that kind of pep talk behind them because maybe they didn't do well in school. And so it's just kind of you, you need to be their cheerleader behind them and, and push them. And once they get that one test under their belt, then they come back, stand a little bit taller and be like, hey, I can do this. And I'm like, of course you can. This is your thing. This is what you know. And then they pile through it. And they're like, can I take five the next time? Hey, um, 
Good stuff. By the way, uh, I'm thrilled with the chat box. It's, it's on fire today. So if you, you guys have a chance to take a look at that, I'm going to interrupt. And thanks, Stacy Diaz. It says, many times I have more faith in my techs than they have in themselves. ASE is a huge part of our industry and so important. Barry Barrett says, my friend Barry, who would rather see me without my beard, he says, how do you overcome that fear? Of the testing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hey, just, everybody just learns by failure. Mm-hmm. When you fail, you learn. You go back and you try again. Absolutely right. I mean, I, you know, Barry, love to have you chime in on on the chat box. But you know, you've I guess you've got to experience the fear before you can experience the uh, the joy of accomplishment. Every once in a while, it just doesn't come easy. No, it doesn't. And and that's how you learn too. It's a learning experience. Uh, we're working on another uh, form of uh, recertification that that we call uh, we haven't named it yet, but it's a learning experience. When you take a test, one of the biggest complaints that we've had from technicians is they don't know what question they failed. Mm-hmm. They, they want to go back that. and learn it. So yep. we're actually working on on something like that. That you know that where we we've heard the technicians, we've learned that this is what their hot button is. So we're working on that to give them that answer. So okay, I flunked this question, and here's why I flunked it. So mm-hmm. we're giving them that because that's what they're looking for. That's going to keep them. Uh, you know, tied to ASE. Yes, that's a that's a great thing. They've been complaining about that forever. So yay, ASE. Yeah, and, and that's great news, Jeff, because you're you're responding to to their needs. You're listening, and you and and I love it. You know, okay, so I I failed the test. What part of it did I fail? Exactly. We've done focus groups. We've done. We're listening to people more than we've ever done. We've really uh, been. We're not. We heard people say. Hey, we only hear from you once every five years when you want us to take another test. Well, we're trying to do more for them. I mean, within our scope, but we're still trying to do more. We want to know what they need. And that's what we've asked. We've done a lot of different uh, surveys, focus groups. Hey, what, what's going to take? What do you want? What do you want out of ASC? What do you want us to do? So that's what we're, we're working on right now. And and I think the industry has to know that there are, you know, ASC subject matter experts. There's a board of directors. There's chairman. And they're all from the industry. Right, Jeff? Correct. They are. They're all from all different parts of the industry, from uh, manufacturers, you know, the OEMs, to mass merchandisers, to independent shops like myself. Um, and we have it set up that way so that there is a mix of different people on the board that, that you know, we listen and we, we, we uh, respond. We're now more so than ever. I mean, that's the way it is. Uh, the, the type of, uh, um, I guess, mix of age groups and so forth that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the younger people think, well, why do I have to do this? What do I need it for? The older people that have been doing it for a while understand it. So it's it's a matter of a lot of communication that we have to constantly do uh, one way or another. And, and obviously, we're not a, a big uh, marketing firm, so it's hard for us to do that in a way that would make sense. But we have to leverage our business partners like, you know, like the OEMs, the mass merchandisers that all uh, have to be our ambassadors. And that's why we have them on the, on the board to, to leverage that. I had another uh, comment here from Hans Hans Jorgensen. He says, passing rate is only 70%. I've heard it's likened to that being a comeback for every question missed. So you think about if, you know, seven out of 10 are passing, what's your comeback rate inside the shop? And I'm not Correct. saying that it would be, you know, a three out of 10, but it's an interesting gauge. Whether they know that sure. particular subject or not. And, and I know that, you know, if they fail, they're going to go back and hit the books. They're going to learn and figure out what they don't know. 
and, and then come back again and do it again. And that's the object. That's what we want. Jeff, you're on the board. Uh, Kevin Eckler says the uh, problem that I can see is that certain people might share the answers, questions to try to beat the test uh, versus just learning. But I agree that people need to see the area that they need to improve in in a tough position. That's kind of hard to do to share the answers because uh, there, his, one guy might take a test today, a break test, for example. Tomorrow, another friend's going to go in and he's going to say, well, hey, these are the questions I got and here's the answers. That guy that goes in the, day, the next day, it's going to get totally different questions. Yeah, such we as do, one test. No, I mean, but that test, there's, there's rolling questions constantly. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly building a databank of questions uh, so that they can't do that. So they're to, to prohibit cheating. I mean, we have proctored tests. That's what gives us the validity in our, our business versus somebody just open the book and take a test at the end of the book. This is a, this is a proctored test based on what they know not reading out a book or cheating off of somebody else. Jeff, when before it was um, uh, electronic, did paper have all the same questions? Yes. Okay. So Pretty much so, yes. Yeah, yeah, but, they but did. To answer, to answer Kevin, and, and it's a great question, Kevin, uh, with, with electronics today, anything can, can be done. I had the luxury back, I don't even remember how many days, years ago, maybe it was 15, that I was invited to be on the parts specialist uh, subject matter expert panel. It blew my mind, everyone, I have to tell you, to realize the, the test questions and that, that were being put in there. We all had to submit a question and we had, who could answer the question and, and to what degree the answers were and what, what fail rate that the, that the team got. And, and I, was, I was totally blown away by the science behind testing. And that's a good point, uh, Carm. They, they have to know that ASE isn't the one writing these tests. People like you, the subject matter experts, are the ones writing the test because people get upset. Well, why did ASE write that test? ASE didn't. They, they, they're the organizer of, uh, organizers of the test mm-hmm. uh, and they'll, they'll actually uh, print it out, but they're not the ones coming up to questions. People like you that are the experts in the industry are the ones coming up with the question constantly and they constantly renewing that. I want to stop and Mike is trying to get in here. Mike, can you hear us, Mike? Yes, I can. Mike, your voice is is just refreshing to hear. Perfect, perfect. Well, Mike, you have to catch up now. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mike, um, ASE, uh, wow, Senior Vice President, um, how cool. So glad you could be here. By the way, everyone knew that Trish Territory was supposed to be here. Something came up with her personally, and so Mike just raised his hand and says, I'm in, and now we have his voice. So, Mike, you've probably heard some of the banter back and forth, and I know one thing for sure, you know this, that ASE isn't standing still. You guys are moving forward. Can you give us some stuff? Sure, absolutely. And uh, I saw uh, somebody asked a question, is rote memory the goal? And absolutely not. We know that uh, you know, fuel, fire, compression, yeah, there's certain things you have to have impressed in your memory, but... Uh, learning how to diagnose vehicles is really what we're interested in. And that's what a lot of the questions are not uh, simple uh, memory recall. They are really about, do you know how to analyze the situation and diagnose the car? In other words, simulating what the technician does in the shop every day. So anybody that thinks that tests are all about road memorization, that's not the case at all. So in terms of stuff that we're doing that's new, so we've had the certification tests for, Years and years and years and years. Some of the new things that we've added recently. So we've had a testing program for students in 
um, high schools and community colleges that we called student certification. We've recently updated that. Now we're calling it entry-level certification. So when a student comes uh, and says, hey, I'd like to uh, get a job here, he can show that uh, he's got some understanding of the mechanical basics, and that's what that entry-level certification is intended to to provide. It's a starting point that assures the employer that the guy does have some basic knowledge. The student certification or entry-level certification doesn't require a hands-on component like the traditional professional certifications. So again, the student, he's got a lot of book learning, if you will, um, but that's a lot better than somebody that you would just hire off the street that has no automobile knowledge or no no, uh, uh, verified automobile knowledge at all. Mike, where do you see that fitting? Is it um, is, is it high school or post-secondary? So primarily that is high school because really at the post-secondary level, what we see the students there typically doing is working in a co-op program. Many of them are uh, involved in a uh, manufacturer-sponsored program like a T10 or an ASEP or an ASSET. So they're working in the dealership along with taking classes. Those folks typically in a community college, tech school, that type of situation, they're coming into the industry with some hands-on uh, knowledge as well as a higher level of knowledge that they've gotten in their post-secondary education beyond what you would typically get in a high school. So those techs, typically they're starting out with our G1 maintenance and light repair professional certification, which requires one-year hands-on experience, or they can start in with brakes or suspension or electrical or traditional professional level certifications that require two years hands-on experience, they do get partial credit for their formal education. So, Carm, we've got a a female technician um, in high school, senior in high school, and she's co-oping at the shop. So she comes in four days a week for four hours a day, and that's part of her uh, credit to be able to graduate from high school. And she has her student certifications. And it was a really big deal when she got them. And again, it's, I think it's, I like the student certification because it's a buy-in. And so now she's one of us-ums. You know, she's an awesome and her teacher sent me her patches and I bought her some shirts and I put them on her patches and she wears them very proudly, which is, I think, a beautiful thing. Because, again, those students, the type of students that we want are the same students that the computer people are looking for and the electricians and the plumbers are looking for those people that want tactile training, you know, that work with their hands. So if we can give them something that shows that they've, they've started down the right path and now they're part of the industry, I think it's a, it's a win-win for all of us. Yes, I, I agree. I've been getting uh, kids from the, um, the local technical school, which I'm a, an advisor on their advisory committee. Uh, they come in and they'll they'll shadow one day. Then there'll be an intern. Uh, we have a mentor mentee program through the AS program, uh, and I'll I'll have them between their junior and senior year. And in the last, I probably hired three or four of them. And there's the, the first one I ever got is still with me, and that's been 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's a master tech, and his goal is to get more certifications than I have. So that, <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a great goal. And the uh-huh. new kids coming in are doing the same. Jeff, this works for you. And why doesn't it work for other shop owners? Because they don't take advantage of it. Yeah. See, I don't want to say it's because yeah. you're involved with ASE. If you no, were involved not. with ASE, would, would, it have, would you still have been this aggressive? I've been, I've been on this advisory committee with our Votex since way before ASE, okay. long before I was ever 
you know, with ASE. Uh, and, and I believed in it. And I knew that that's where I was going to get the, the text. I didn't want to have to go and steal somebody from another shop. That's not the way to get a tech that's going to last with you. If you grow your own and you build the technician that you want, he's going to stay loyal to you. He's going to do it the way you want it. And he's, he's going to grow and you're going to, you know, you're going to see it. The results are fantastic versus somebody who was unhappy with the shop that he was at previously. And he left that shop for a dollar more an hour. And he's going to last what another year or two with you till another shop gives him another dollar or two an hour. It all and, depends and- though. It all depends. I've, I've gotten people both ways. So it's not one or the other. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but you can get some great texts when they've, been somewhere and they weren't they aren't happy and then they hear about what a great culture you have at your shop and they're like that's what i'm missing that's true you're right you're right amy you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. but again not every every one of them is like that true but growing your own i think is the way to go and i just want to throw it out there that there are more and more female technicians out there and that shop owners need to open up their minds and stretch a little bit because these these young women are passionate smart and they're Absolutely. skilled and they need an opportunity because so many shops are just, they have this, uh, I'll say a prejudice or a bias about bringing technicians in. There was a young woman I wanted to bring on the show, but she's a mobile technician and she's working today and she's down in Texas and she formed a study group for other female technicians. So once every two weeks they meet and they're using, uh, they're all studying to get their ASC certifications. And some of them have jobs in the industry and some of them are trying to get that opportunity. So I just invite all my other fellow shop owners out there is that um, there's a lot of female technicians out there just waiting for someone to let them in the door. Thank you. Amy. I, agree. Uh, I guys, agree. Guys, I got to tell you, uh, I the thing I love about Town Hall Academies each and every Friday at 12 noon Eastern is I learn so much. And let me tell you, at this moment in time, I also have to tell you what I just learned, what just hit me. It was a lightning bolt that hit me. If we are going to grow our own and we are going to invest in high school and post-secondary education, we're going to get involved and we're going to bring co-op programs and internships in, what better gauge for the future of that individual is to involve them with ASE and let that be the platform and the certification that you know you have to teach toward and they have to test toward, if you will. Why just bring on someone and not have ASE as a part and parcel running parallel down their new career path? It's almost to the industry. If you don't involve ASE in in the integration of Grow Your Own, then you're missing a big opportunity. You're just... You're, you're just missing a big opportunity. And Absolutely. So that, that's, that's my takeaway here. This is great. Hey, Mike, uh, I read something that you guys are coming out with a, a, some beta program here in 2019. One of the things that we've been hearing from technicians over the years is, okay, I, I've, I've gained the knowledge and the experience and, you know, I started out with one certification, eventually built myself up with multiple certifications. A lot of guys become master technicians. And, then every five years, we require you to come back and recertify. And after five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, some guys are coming back and saying, I'm, you know, I'm taking a day off from the shop and losing productivity, and I have to drive to the test center, and I pass all my tests, but you're not helping me become a better technician. You're not, I miss a handful of questions, but you don't tell me what they are. How am I ever going to get any better if you won't help me and tell me what I'm missing? 
So that was sort of a genesis for a project that we started recently. And we said, well, if, if these guys are professionals and they're coming back and they're willing to prove themselves and they really want to know where do I need to improve my knowledge, we said, can't we deliver that to them more conveniently than forcing them to come back to the test center? So we've got a beta program that we're just starting where we're actually going to deliver a special set of questions. These aren't the same questions that are used on the certification test. These are really questions that are focused on a couple of areas. One is new technology uh, or newer technology, not bleeding edge, but leading edge technology, Addis and, and things like that, that are really coming. And, and a lot of guys want to learn a lot more about, and maybe they think they know it all, you know, TPMS or anything else. Oh yeah, I know all that. Well, do you really know all that? What you really kind of want to do is have some way to assess Am I keeping up? So we're going to deliver questions, a special set of questions, via a mobile app. You can view it on your phone. You can view it on a tablet. Uh, you'll be able to view it on a desktop if you choose to go that route. And we'll give you a question, and then you answer that question. You know, it's like the, the traditional format. You only have a, about three minutes to answer it, typically. And you can answer the questions anytime, your lunch break or in the afternoon or next Saturday or whenever you want to get around to it. Whenever you have a few minutes, answer a question. And then immediately after answering, we'll tell you, you got it right, you got it wrong. And then we'll show you the explanations for every single one of the answers. This is why A is right. This is why B, C, and D are wrong. And so now the light bulb comes on, whether you got it right or you got it wrong. Oh, I don't know as much about that topic as I want to, or I don't know as much about that topic as I'd like to, or I need to. So then we're going to have tools in the app that provide some training links, a uh, discussion forum to discuss it with other technicians. Awesome. And, and we hope it's a springboard awesome. mm -hmm. that will allow professional technicians to sharpen the saw, continue to check themselves and identify those holes in their knowledge, fill those holes in their knowledge and continue to become a better, more efficient, more effective uh, more productive tech every day. Mike, is this on the pathway for recertification or is it just a an ongoing um, maintenance? So it, it also serves the purpose of maintaining your certification. So if you answer a question right, you earn a credit. And then next month we send you another question. If you answer that one right, you earn another credit. If you earn eight credits over the course of the year, then we'll take your certification that was due to expire. Let's say it was expiring in 2022. We'll push it out of year to 2023. And so you can continue to keep your certification. Uh, you can continue to maintain your certification and uh, keep your certifications up to date and intact via the app uh, without having to go back to a test center. But we hope that that almost becomes secondary to the value of ASE is helping me become a sharper tech mm -hmm. continuously. What, what if I have um, a dozen certifications? Am I going to get 12 questions a month? You will. If, if you choose to um, uh, sort of recertify or, or continue okay. your certification all right. in all those areas, you get 12 questions a month. Again, we'll split them out and spread them out across the month, and you don't have to answer them all at the same time or even the same week or even that month. If you're on vacation and you want to catch up next month, that's fine. Wow. You heard it here first. And now nobody uses their uh, uh, computers that much anymore, so you'll be able to do that uh, right on cell phones. So the young kids, that that's all they're used to using is their cell phone. They get the question on their cell phone, and will be, be able to answer it right there. Great stuff. And, you know, thanks for all the work that ASE is doing at, at the educational level, Mike. 
Well, that's, you know, people may think, you know, AFC is in it for the money. We're a nonprofit organization. We're driven by the industry. Our board of directors is comprised of folks like Jeff and then other, you know, we've got manufacturer representatives and other folks. Uh, We really are industry driven and we're here to improve the industry and help raise the, the, uh, not just the, the, the image of technicians, because it sure isn't what it, the job sure isn't what it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, but to continue to each one of us become better at our job every day. And that helps not only us, it helps our employer and helps ultimately helps our customer. And so it's a win for everybody. Let me ask a tough question. Let's come up with a number. Say there's 750,000 techs in the U.S. and in North America. And, and I don't know if that's the right number or if I'm close. You would know better than me, but let's not argue that point. But there's only 250,000 certified technicians in all industries in, the, in North America. How do we help you close that gap? Well, that's just it. It's a voluntary program. And so... And, and again, we're industry driven. So the changes that we make aren't, you know, on the basis of, oh, we think we can make more money if we roll out this new product or whatever. It's all based on how can we best help the industry. So to, I think Amy made the point earlier, um, we could do a better job, frankly, promoting ourselves to the motoring public. You're right. We could do a better job promoting ourselves to the motoring public. And we're working on more materials for that. But honestly, we're just a handful of people in Leesburg, Virginia, 750,000 technicians, 100,000 repair outlets, whatever the number is, if, if a reasonable number of those folks stepped up and explained to their customers, this is the value of ASE for my technicians, for me as a business, and for you as my customer, this is how we benefit, then those customers hopefully will become more loyal to your facility and maybe the shop down the street says, huh, what are they doing right that I'm not doing? And maybe those guys would step up and support ASE as well. Yeah. And ASE is working. Um, I'm working with them to develop a place where shop owners who have bought into the whole ASE can go and get turnkey marketing pieces. Like I've got, I gave Carm a list of, what was it, 25 different ways that I use ASE to market my business. And we want to be able to take what I do and, you know, I'm going to uh, tap Jeff and other people who are um, marketing their shops with ASC and we're going to create this whole turnkey program. So then shop owners can say, okay, so, you know, I want to do a radio ad and they can just go and there'll be like five or six different radio ads that they can pull and then put their shop names in and get them on the radio and for newspaper and blogs. Amy, can, can you sent me two radio ads. They were great. Mm-hmm. Can I include them as a, as a download on the, on the show yes. page? Yes, when and then repur- people can just... Thank you. Yeah. When, when we repurpose the show in next Wednesday, uh, I'll make sure that on the show page, those two commercials are included. Well done, by the way. Exciting. Thank you. Nice job. The other thing I'm working on, and I'm just going to throw it out there because we've got the industry in front of us, is we need to tap our um, partners um, who do the big ads to the general public, the AAAs, the NAPAs, the AutoZones, all of those different companies out there that advertise to the general public and they have part of their advertising is a technician working on a car. That technician needs to have his ASE certified patch on it because it becomes subconscious. If it was in, if industry-wide, if all the different companies would make sure 
that the technician in their advertisement, be it um, newspaper, magazine, television, video, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff, industry-wide, if everybody made sure the technicians in their advertisement had a ASC certified patch, customers are going to kind of part two and two together. And they're going to, I mean, it's a subconscious thing, but we all have to do it. And so I'm working on, I have a couple things up my sleeve working on creating this kind of like a marketing plan for the different companies and working with ASC so that it's easy for the companies to get a paper that has all the things they need to be able to do that, have the patch, have the sticky tape on it so it's not like they have to sew it on their you know, they're models because they're not usually real technicians. They're just models. But so it's, it's kind of an industry wide. It's not just the shop owners. It's the shop owners, the technicians, it's ASC. It's all of the aftermarket. If we all work together, we can push this forward. Let's finish the hour in, in a discussion that I want to, I want to, I'm going to set up. And I want all of you to to, to, to chime in and, and thank you, everyone who's been on the chat. We're not we're not done because I think the the most important part is now. And thank you for the, the great comments. Um, and, and actually, Matt uh, Matt Fonslow wrote something down here that I wrote it Matt at the same time you did, and basically is the industry seems to be waiting for ASE to do something to promote the value of ASE. And we have to be the ones. We have to get behind it. I mean, that's the message. Uh, that's the entire message. And we have to create the value that ASE gives us. They give us this value in certifying our people. What are we going to do with it? And to me, I know that there's going to be you know, a website, and I know there should be great ads, and there are, there are so many other things that need to happen. But we have to stop saying, I don't see the value of ASE. Or what have they done for me? Yeah, what have they done for me? Stop it. It's Think of it as an association. No, don't even think of it as an association. It is a... It's a non-profit. It, it's, it's a non-profit. Uh, you know, Mike, help me with this. Um, um, testing uh, organization that's bringing huge values to competency. That's got to be part of the answer, right, Mike? Well, here's the reality, and this is true not just of automotive technicians. This is view. This is true of, of all human beings. We are terrible assessors of our own skill set. Whether you're talking about the ability to make a free throw with a basketball, or the ability to diagnose and, and fix cars, we need help to assess whether we really have the knowledge and skills we need to do our job right. And ASE is a neutral third party. You know, you can go get training and I would hope that your instructor will pat you on the back and said, good job. You really absorbed that training. You can read the book. You can watch the video. You can, you know, practice, uh, you know, but the reality is without some sort of neutral third party assessor, you're going to have a hard time figuring out, do I really know my stuff or not? And so, so we seem kind of distant and arm's length and all that because we are. We're, we're not telling you you got to go get this kind of training or you've got to go work in this sort of a, an environment or whatever. We just take industry standards. This is what you need to know to do the job. We test you against those industry standards and then hopefully give you some direction to identify those weak, weak areas so that you can, you can go back and get better. And it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful industry. I've got to say, 
for those of us that have been in it all of our lives, we wouldn't still be in it uh, if it wasn't. It's full of wonderful people, and you reach out to others, and they're more than willing to help. So even though it's very competitive at the same time, there's a collegiality of, you know, we're the, the crazy people who love working on cars, um, and, and we're all in it together, and we all hang together, we all hang separately. Thanks, Mike. Jeff, I'm going to give you the last word. And Amy, you can give us some of your cool ideas at the end. Well, I want to expand upon what Amy started to say and what Mike started to say. It's not just uh, technicians, the, the independents. ASC, we work with all the manufacturers as well. I would like to see an ASC patch on the, the dealership mechanics, every one of them, all the different manufacturers, every mass merchandiser. Uh, I want to see everybody. They all understand that this legitimizes our profession, and it's the only thing we have that legitimizes our profession. One of the things I, I used to say or I've, I've done in front of uh, conferences with superintendents of schools, I said, you realize that your plumber, your electrician, your uh, cu- whoever cuts your hair, they all have to be licensed in what they do, prove they know how they, they do what they do. But us, as an automotive uh, repair shop, we don't have to prove anything to anybody. As long as we have a mercantile license, a sales tax certificate, we can tell you, yeah, I can fix your car. But how's the public to know that? And unless we go out and and do what Amy's doing and what myself is doing and promote it and make sure that people understand this is our credential and this this is what we need to show you we know what we're doing. And as far as what – one last thing as far as what uh, Mike had said – uh, they are a small staff in Leesburg, but they do tremendous work. Uh, I can't applaud them enough. They are a very small staff, but these people are dedicated to ASE that work for them, and, and they do a fantastic job, and I can't say enough. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Amy? Uh, the big thing I really want to push is everybody should go to ASE.com backslash drivers because it is a website that ASE is keep, you know, they just keep building on it that is for your customers. And you can take anything on there and use it. It gives you the the definition of what ASE is, what's in it for me as a customer. It's got the funnest little whiteboard video, again, that you can embed right in your website. So some of, some of my top things that I think are important for shop owners to do is when your staff passes a certification, celebrate it. Have some kind of special thing when you have your shop meetings. Um, you can even send out a press release. And press releases is how you get free press. And so, you know, again, throw it out there. And, and while you're doing that, you're also educating the, um, the reporters of what ASE is. Uh, create a wall of fame in your waiting room or behind the desk where the service advisors are and have all those certifications up there. It looks really good. And again, it's all about that pride in our industry. You know, years ago, I used to see that a lot, Amy, but I don't see that a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's time to get back there. Um, I think it's important to take pictures of your technicians and have them on your website. And so when you take pictures of them, make sure you turn them sideways. You can see the patch on their shoulder and have, you know, have them stand proud. And then what I do on my website, and I invite anybody to go check it out, autocraftsmen.com, is when I have my technicians, I have their certification and I, you know, and I show all the certifications that they have. I really, really push it. Um, and then, you know, we sh- you should all, once you have certifications in your shop, is you go online to ASC.com and buy the big, giant ASC 
you know, sign that you can put on the outside of your building. And I like to say all roads lead to ASC Blue Seal because we're pushing really hard to educate the public what ASC is. So your shop should be cutting edge and start going down that road very quickly to become an ASC Blue Seal because their sign's even fancier and get that on the outside of your business. And AAA, again, AAA matches ASC. You have to be pretty much a Blue Seal shop to become AAA approved. And even Repair Pal that you have up there on your wall there, Carm, they have ASC certifications behind them to become a Repair Pal certified shop. Interesting. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. John Gustafson uh, said ASE certs in the guest waiting room can lead to poaching. Isn't that interesting take on that, John? Well, then you go back to building that culture so that your techs never want to leave you. Thank you, Amy. I knew you would say that. <laughs> I, just, I exactly. knew you would say that. You know, Keep God, Amy's happy. out there in right. the industry training. Yeah. You know, she, yes. she, she excels at marketing, and can't you tell? Can't you tell how good she is at that? Well, Mike, I'm sorry we didn't see your face at all, but uh, I'll make sure your picture shows up somewhere in the website, okay? And, Next time. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad we finally said, Mike, are you there? And so we, we got you great contributions. Uh, Mike Corley, the Senior Vice President at the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence, ASE. Thank you so much to Amy Matnat, President of Auto Craftsman Montpelier, Vermont, an expert marketing lady. And, of course, Jeff Walker, President of Walker's Automotive Service in Pleasantville, New Jersey, on the board of directors of ASE and past chairman. This was great. I, I think we accomplished it. Remember, everyone, our topic was ASE, the industry credential and you. And the big part of that was you. Don't wait. Get it done. And thanks for all the great comments. I mean, wow, great comments. Thank you so much. This was a very lively show. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Carm. Bye now. See you. See you. Bye. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.